0: Uh, okay, testing, one, two, three, testing, one, two, three. Sriracha, can I just got a test off you?
1: My name's Siraj and I'm here to say that it's my birthday in a
0: Okay, actually, this is perfect. Um, what was I saying? Uh, when I was a kid, we went to Canada, and I got a trick drinking glass, too. It was a cup of coffee. It was a mug. It was a coffee mug. But it was split in half. So half of it was round, but the other half was a flat surface. And on the outside of the mug, it said, you said you only wanted half a cup. And I bought this and I was like, oh, my God, it's half a cup of coffee, half a cup.
1: Do people say that they only want half a cup? Sometimes? That's the problem
0: is that no one ever says they want half a cup of coffee. So as a kid, I am constantly waiting for my parents to be like, oh, I'll just say half a cup of coffee so I can, like, pour it in this and, like, give it to them.
1: Sleeper joke. <laughs> yeah.
0: At no point did ever. So I had to, like, ask my dad, like, can you say, I want half a cup of coffee? But I was, like, could you, like, I was, like, very small. I was, like, but can you, like, do it? Can you, like, pretend to do it? And I remember my dad, like, waiting a couple of seconds and just being, like, then mom being, like, hey, uh, dad, you want a coffee? And dad being, like, yeah, I'd love some coffee. And then my mom being like, well, how much coffee would you want? And my dad going like, ah, about half a cup. And I brought the thing and they poured the coffee in it and it fell and spilled all over because it's only half a cup of coffee. It's like not made. It's not, it has no structural integrity. And so then coffee got everywhere. Coffee got under the plastic liner that we used to protect the good tablecloth. Oh, no. It was a disaster. This joke was a disaster, Sriracha. That sounds
1: like a freaking disaster. Holy hell.
0: Holy Christ. Did anybody ever
1: drink out of your trick glass? I never owned one. I just was familiar with the concept. Okay. Did you ever buy any, like, magic tricks or
0: gag gifts or anything? Like, were you ever into anything like that? I'm sorry.
1: I'm really stuck on the idea of when would anyone ask for half a cup of coffee? Like, I'm tr- I'm racking my brain. I'm trying to think of, like, instances at Shmuffalo Shmiled things <laughs> that anyone... Because, dude, I feel like I've interacted with coffee and asking for coffee more than most people. I think you have. Dude, whenever people would ask me, I would just pour them a whole cup of coffee. I don't care enough to remember which table wanted what. Wait,
0: wait! Whenever, whenever anybody asks you what, sorry,
1: for half a cup of coffee. Did anybody ever ask you for half? Maybe
0: if someone were to ask me for half a cup of coffee.
1: No, I'm, it happened. In my memories, maybe like two or three times. And the only reason that I remember it is because I remember going back to the kitchen like, wait, which table? One and a half. Co- I don't fucking care. I'm just going to give the ball." <laughs> would
0: they even? Put, you know what? If I if I just want a little more coffee. All right. Here's the timeline of events of getting a little more coffee, which is how you would say it. You drink your first cup of coffee and then you and then the waitress comes by and she goes, do you want a refill? And you go, I'll oh, just take a little bit more. Because, like, you're like, ah, don't waste the whole cup of coffee. I'm only going to drink. It. I just want, like, a a, a warm-up.
1: Yeah, but Shmuffalo Shmoushpings, it's not like a diner where they walk around with the pot. Oh. they The pots. at Shmuffalo Sh- Shmoushpings' coffee apparatus yes. is in the back of the restaurant, and it's attached to the wall. So, like, it's like, have you ever... You never worked at a Whack Donald's, but if anybody's ever worked at a Whack Donald's, it's similar to the machine they use to make sweet tea. Like you just dump the ingredients in the top and you press a button and it produces coffee. <laughs>
0: what is the machine now? I now all I can think about is what is the machine that makes the sweet.
1: It's like a zh, 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 zh. you pour sugar and sweet tea mix in it and it goes zh, 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 and like mix it auto mixes it all together so you don't have to sit there with a the fucking bat <laughs> stirring a bed of sweet tea. Okay,
0: okay. Could you put non sweet tea in? Wait, sorry. Did you ever put anything else in that machine? What kind of McDonald's prankery did you stoner kids in North Hollywood get up to? I
1: mean, this unsweet, how you made unsweet tea is, so there are only two ingredients. There's a dick load of water, okay. a packet of sweet tea mix, and then sugar, okay. like X number of cups of sugar. But if you wanted to make unsweet tea, you made it in the same thing. You just, <laughs> you had to not put the sugar in <laughs> it.
0: Okay. This is making a- is sweet tea just iced tea with sugar in it?
1: Yes.
0: But that's pretty much just... Look, I'm not mad at you.
1: You shouldn't be. I didn't invent it. I don't even like it. <laughs> I, look,
0: I, look, I know. I'm just saying. I realize my voice is getting loud. On your birthday. It's my birthday. Time, the worst time for anybody to raise the es
1: voice. Es mi cumpleaños.
0: Mi cumpleaños feliz. Cumpleaños feliz. Cumpleaños. Es ya se rancho. I'm trying to
1: remember what it is in Japanese oh uh, tanjovi I don't even know what you would say after that <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: okay this is a good this is a good uh, place to start the episode yeah all right hold on let me just make sure we're going Camera Clark just wrote happy birthday in Greek <laughs> I, I don't know how to say that.
1: Welcome to the loudest podcast. It's the loudest podcast in the internet. The loudest podcast where normal porgs talk about distinctly non hentai things. <laughs> my name is Saranja. Today is my birthday. So I get to run the show today. With me, as always, is my co host, Asterios Cocaine Nose. Asterios say, Heblo.
2: Heblo. Say
1: hello. Say ooh-woo. Hello, ooh-woo. Nuzzles your bulge, <laughs> bulgy, wolgy.
0: Can I just say some of that? No, it's your birthday.
1: Yes, come on. I'm old and dry. Humor a grandma. Okay, it's
0: uh, It's... hello. No, it's ooh-woo. Hello, ooh-woo. That's actually not how you said it. You said heblo, hello, ooh hello. low Nuzzles your balls, nuzzles your bulge, bulge. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so just. Real quick. Get it right. Heblo. He wo, Hewo. Ooh. Henlo. I can't say the last one. One more Ooh <laughs> woo.
1: And then nuzzles your bulge. <laughs> nuzzles your bulgy-wulgy. bulgy.
0: Is there anything else I can do to avoid saying
1: that? Uh, you could put your finger in your butt.
0: Nuzzles. <laughs> nuzzles your bulgy bulgy.
1: Thank you. See, was that's so hard? Yes. You have zero fingers in your anus. <laughs> It's the loudest podcast on the internet. Today, we've got a full roster of disgusting topics that I would like to talk about. But first, we have a number of, you know, let's do housekeeping first. First, if you are in Orlando or Miami, we are going to be there at the end of July. What are the dates?
0: Uh, We are going to be in Orlando, Florida at Stardust Video, a very cool venue, on Friday, July 26th. We are going to be in Miami the next day, Saturday, July 27th, at 152. That's at uh, 12236 Southwest 132nd Court. I used to live in Miami, so like Miami is kind of like LA. There's like 20 different cities that are all kind of connected, so Southwest 132 Court, guys. Um, then the next week, I will be doing a solo show in Houston on Friday, August 2nd, and... In Austin on Saturday, August 3rd. The Houston Show is actually probably the single best venue that we are playing on the tour. We're playing the Secret Group Theater. Oh, baby. In Houston. Um, it's like the premier comedy club in Houston. It was That's vi- awesome. It was awesome to get in there. Uh, uh, I'll be doing solo shows in Texas because Sriracha will be at BronyCon. I'll
1: be at BronyCon, which we're going to talk about later. If you are going to BronyCon, please unironically send me a DM on Twitter. I'm working my way through my DMs. The guy that sends me pictures of my hair has blocked me. After
2: he blocked you? <laughs> yeah,
1: I cut 10 inches of my hair off and now he's not interested in it more, I guess.
0: You should have said the hair in a Ziploc bag and sent it to him.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought you were going with Von Bolton's wick to...
0: You know, I am, but like... It's kind of easier to talk about it as a solo show because solo show means Sriracha won't be there.
1: Yes, I will not be in Texas. I will be in Maryland.
0: Yeah, but (laughs) you will be hosting like a little BronyCon meet and greet get-together like a hotel bar or something.
1: We'll try something. We'll try to figure something out. There's always a lot of good meetups that go on there and I might be too preoccupied at them. But I will let everyone know who asks me on Twitter. You got to DM me, though, to get the... the Secret address, because Lassie can't can't just have guys sucking horse cocks every, anywhere you want. So you got You got to DM me.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so get in touch with her. Um, there's a question here in the chat. Will Christine Weston Chandler be at BronyCon this Ooh, year? Oh,
1: we got something. That we got to discuss that. You're a little bit early. Who oh, Who asked that? Word.
0: Uh, Cameron Clark asked.
1: Cameron Clark, you're a little bit early. Save save that in the back of your mind. I promise we'll get to that. All right, but we also have some lovely giftos here to open. Not for me, (laughs) but...
0: Yeah, this is just stuff that was sent to us for the show, but, like, this is kind of the perfect time to open it on Sarance's birthday.
1: Yeah, so let's do it. Okay, so this one is from Edward N.
0: Edward Edward N.? N? Yes. Okay, awesome.
1: And it is a video mic microphone for Apple and iPad. Oh, cool!
0: Yeah... that is, um, okay. So Edward is somebody who is tired. He's like, he listens. He like watches our video live streams on the road. Yeah. He's tired of the sound sounding like shit on our cell phone streams. So he sent us an incredibly professional, expensive iPhone, like unidirectional microphone. It's by the road corporation. Wow. Road and shore are like the two. Really, really good microphone manufacturers, and Rode has kind of built itself an inroad, ironically, in the in like the streaming audio space.
1: That is amazing. Thank you so much. This yeah, is this, awesome. This
0: is easily a hundred dollar microphone, and if you check it out, uh, would you mind passing me that? It comes with um, it comes with something very cool. Uh, it comes with a furry shield. Like a puffy? Yeah, um, yeah. but there, there's two kinds of puffies. There's one... Uh, oops, sorry. There's two kinds of puffies. There's ones made of foam, like the one on your microphone, but then there are other ones called, like, furry windscreens, and so this comes with, like, a furry shield.
1: Well, you know how much I love furries.
0: <laughs> well, you'll be shielded from them here. <laughs> Monkey, if you're listening, it's the Rode Video Mic Me directional microphone. You might want to grab one of these. Monkey,
1: if you're listening, happy birthday. Happy birthday, birthday, monkey! All oh, right, because you guys share a birthday. Yeah, uh huh. That a coinky dig? I
0: forgot about that. Right,
1: where's the scissors?
0: Um, oh, they're, I, they're. oh yeah, they are.
1: This next one is I don't know if we're supposed to dox the guy. I hope. Oh, be
0: very, guy. very careful opening that.
1: Do you know what these are?
0: Yes, I do. I know what every one of these gifts are. Okay. Yeah, definitely don't no read this guy's first name even.
1: Okay, well not do. Okay. Careful, SpongeBob. Careful, SpongeBob. Careful, all right. We'll get that Doc's sheet out of here. Oh, I'm scared. You should be. <laughs> don't touch me, I'm scared.
0: I think you realize why now I've asked you to take such great care with this package.
1: Is it porn- pornography?
0: Uh, yes, it is.
1: Oh, God. Okay. Oh, wow. This is on a run. Holy hell. Oh, no. Oh, no. This is heavier than I'm comfortable in. Oh, my God. It's the body pillow. Holy shit. It's a whole pack of body pillows.
0: It is 20 body pillows of the Asterios Koala Persona, Printed on hot... Unwrap one of those and feel it. You're somebody who probably owns body pillows. I
1: don't. They are very soft.
0: Pull one out, show it to the camera. No,
1: I don't want to.
0: Pull one out and show it to the camera. you're
1: going to get banned. You're going to get banned.
0: Well, we're selling these on the tour.
1: Please buy these so we don't have them in our house.
0: Yes. uh, We have 20. We've only made 20. And when they are gone, they are gone. But you might remember uh, about 10 or 15 episodes ago, uh, some of the greatest minds in fur created an Asterios Dokimora. Now what does Dokimora mean in English? It's a body pillow. It means sex for fucking a sex pillow for fucking <laughs> you put your dick in the pillow and then your dick gets to go to sleep inside me Asterios Coconos. we will be selling these personas at the live shows they're the only place you can get them. How much are they? I haven't decided yet.
1: Okay, I'm thinking maybe
0: forty bucks. How about free? <laughs> they were very expensive to make. They made them
1: in Japan. Okay, do you know us. how much the shipping was? Forty bucks. Forty bucks. Get your own. It'll be good. Wait, how much
0: are they? How much do body pills usually cost? Oh, like 50 dude,
1: they're bucks? like much more expensive. than Okay, that. well, wait, wait, how?
0: Wait, how much can we get for these pills? Like hundred dollars?
1: One dollar. <laughs> okay,
0: we are not selling them for one dollar. Uh,
1: please take them.
0: Okay, you can read this person's first name and first initial.
1: Okay, this person is. Did not write their name on this box.
0: Oh, that's okay. Um,
1: Doop, 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 doop. Is this like, are you guys having fun in the chat room? Is this like when uh, you had to go to a kid's birthday party and then watch them open their gifts?
0: The magic of editing will compress all this time. Um, This was sent to us by.
1: Oh, I see a bag.
0: Roger C.G. Jr. sent us this gift.
1: Oh, wow. It's a bunch of... Are these... Oh, I can tell. Oh, my God. This is weird. (laughs) This is... First of all, we have the Cardi B snacks. Yes. That you were tweeting about.
0: Yes, we were sent an entire case full of wrap snacks. Sriracha, would you mind telling us some of the wrappers on these bags of wrap snacks?
1: Well, we have Cardi B's Jerk Barbecue, Cardi B's Cheddar Barbecue... Uh, oh my God! This is this is Romeo Miller. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Lil <laughs> Romeo. Barbecuing with my honey. Oh, that's funny. That's honey
0: barbecue, sorry So there's a hidden meaning there.
1: Fetty Wap's Honey Jalapeno. which I assume you you don't you can't have a second eye. To Fetty it. Wap. These Japanese uh, green tea flavored mochi, which I'm actually really unironically pumped about. Oh, uh, we got Cardi B Habanero, and then we also got uh, Migos sour cream with a dab of ranch. Oh my god, I'm really I'm really excited for this. Not gonna lie, can I open this right now? Yes,
0: open all of it,
1: please! Get ready to have your audio obliterated. Oh wait, no, this is ASMR. No. Yeah, this is ASMR, that's a good thing. ASMR, okay. Then the crunchy shit will probably be better for that.
0: Okay, which now which wrap snack are you
1: opening? I'm trying the Migos sour cream and ranch. That sounds good. Hi everybody. Today,
2: I'm gonna be enjoying some Wrap snacks, cheddar, and jalapeno, and we're gonna do a role play. I'm your doctor telling you the results of your STD test. Hi, welcome to your appointment. Did you wait a long time? I'm sorry, we've been pretty backed up today. Why don't you take a seat? We're gonna go over the results of your blood test now okay well first of all the good news your cholesterol is down by 100 points i can really tell that you've been exercising and following the dietary advice that we gave you um the bad news is i'm looking at this chart and do you see where this says positive right here for hiv Unfortunately, you are, HIV, you are HIV positive. Now, uh, I, I uh, first of all, I understand that this is a very tough time for you, but HIV is no longer a death sentence. We've caught it early. You're in the very early stages of progression. So there are a number of treatment options that we can take. Uh, most people with HIV go on to live completely normal lives the only difference is just that you're going to have to follow a daily medication regime and there are even medications now that if you have a partner you can avoid passing the disease on to your sexual partner no please don't cry it'll be okay i promise you we're not in the 1980s anymore but you know i'm gonna send you home with a small sample right now that i think will really help uh, these Mikos wrap sour cream Dab of ranch chips. <laughs> They're really good. I can really taste the dab of ranch. <laughs> How'd you guys like that bit?
1: Is that good? Yeah, I bet you loved that. Welcome. Are you longing for the sweet touch of Mysterious' editorial hand? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you guys are horny for that outline. <laughs> no.
0: Oh my god. I don't think I've ever heard a comedy bit with so many premises at once. SMR, HIV results, rap snacks, Migos, the The Rap Snacks cure the Or, I mean I guess there is no cure for HIV, but they at least make it
1: chronic. That's correct. There is no cure for HIV, but there is a cure for Chris Chan getting to BronyCon, our next section. Uh, so BronyCon is coming up, Hysteria, Are you excited? I'm sorry.
0: I'm sorry, audience. That's just, that might be the funniest trans- transition <laughs> I've ever heard. There is no cure for HIV, but there is a cure for sending this guy who pepper sprayed a guy and hit another guy with his
1: car. Hey, to BronyCon the pre- world's premier My Little Pony convention but he's
0: still the craziest person at Bro- that's the weird thing it's like he's in the crazy like BronyCon is the most mentally deranged
1: room on earth oh i think that is fucking debatable Let's have
0: the de- hey, it's the You're biggest right. debate now that they're not doing that show anymore. Maybe this should be the best debate in the universe. I will argue that it's the craziest place in the world at one point in time,
1: dude. I think that you are like at the, on that particular weekend, maybe, but, yes, dude. There are furry conventions, like no. they're convention for people that want to fuck animals. <laughs> no,
0: no, no, I mean, at that one place in that. What is it, August 1st?
1: August 1st through I think 4th. They're doing four days this time. From August 1st
0: to 4th, there is a most mentally deranged location on earth, and it is in Baltimore, Maryland, at the Baltimore Convention Center for the final BronyCon. They are going to get all of their sparkle come out this time. All of it. People are going to be crying while jerking each other off with click-clop hooves, like, I know with BronyCon, Hasbro has in the past been like, you can't sell this and you can't sell that. But this year... What are people going to be worried about? That Hasbro's going to shut down the con next year, so every pillow you can fuck is going to be. You got to bring these fuck pillows to BronyCon and sell the me fuck
1: pillows. Dude, I'd. Dude, I wrote a bunch of very strongly worded emails to the chairheads. I was like, guys, why don't we just like let the porn go this year? <laughs> it's, normally, you are not allowed. You every other year has been. You are not allowed to sell like BronyCon is family friendly. They have special badges for kids. They have special things for kids. And they're like, obviously, we don't want fucking porn in the Margaret place. But this year I came up with a bunch of good solutions. First of all, my first idea, and they didn't like any of them. I thought they were fucking genius. Here's my ideas. for First of all, uh, when you check in, you get a fucking wristband. And if you're over the age of there's a segment because they're already doing 21 plus panels that have a bar with beer and shit. Oh. so but they can't but 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 they cannot do that at the uh Baltimore Convention Center there is if you've ever been to the BCC it is connected to the Hilton Hotel by a sky bridge okay and in one of the um what are they damn it what what are they what do they call those rooms where you would have like a business meeting but it bigger with a stage like a hotel ballroom yeah like a ballroom conference or, room type of yeah feel. exactly there is a bar there and um they are already having 21 plus events. That's where they had the uh, burlesque show the other year. By the way. Was it called
0: Brownlesque? Like, what was the, what was the, because if a burlesque show doesn't have a funny name, I'm not going. It's
1: Tavern Perlesque because I think the girl that put it together is a fucking furry or something.
0: <laughs> they couldn't get fucking ponies? In it. Was it Tavern Furlesque? Colin, one night in uh, Celestia or like, come on.
1: One night in Stallion. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, all
0: right. Work harder.
1: <laughs> yeah, really. Okay. So here was my idea, right? Okay, okay. My all idea right. was I when you check in, you get a either a stamp on your badge or a special wristband. Okay. And you could use that wristband to access, because first of all, how they're doing it Now, for this tavern for less, it's 21 up. This one event, this one room, everything held in this one room is 21 up. So they're just checking IDs at the door, which takes five ever because he's longer than four ever. So my idea is we give them wristbands and you can go every morning. There's a little booth. They check your ID. They give you a wristband if you're over 21. And why don't they have after the marketplace closes? Because the marketplace closes at like 10 p.m. Okay. Why not after that, everyone that chooses to one day, the convention can go and set up their porno wares in the special space at the Hilton. And then if you have the wristband, you can come shop. And if you don't, you have to fuck off. That
0: uh, that is surprisingly effective, because obviously the convention center, like every convention center has limited hours. Like they're not like you can't just have like stuff there 24 hours because then you have to have security there 24 hours. Yeah,
1: we use or they used to do. Uh, the first couple of years of Bernie I think it was twenty four seven. But then, like Baltimore, there's some kind of secure, like Baltimore, some kind of union. Yes, I was literally, so you, you have to hire the Baltimore security, and yeah. it's like a thousand dollars an hour or some shit.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, actually, I was literally about to mention that. Like a lot of the, a lot of convention halls are also union run spaces, which is in my mind a good thing because it's like, yeah, let's make sure that like that like. You know, people with skills, with the ability to set these rooms up and keep these rooms safe and keep these rooms running, also get paid a fair wage. But, um, but yeah, so, but the hotels are run 24 hours. The hotels do have 24 hour security. They have someone in the, they have someone at the desk 24 seven. There's absolutely, and you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, every time I went to Comic Con, They would run like a 20, they would run like a 96 hour anime screening in the hotel. Where it was just like, there was one room, you could walk in, there was always someone staffing, you could always watch some stupid fucking anime.
1: Yeah, no, it would work. My other idea was if you didn't want to use the room in the Hilton, because, I mean, the the argument there would be it would be a pain in the ass if you're a vendor to drag your shit from, like, the 100 level of the Baltimore thing up through, and then you got the possibility of, like, kids seeing porn if you're dragging it through. My other option was... So the marketplace is usually open from, like, 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. or something, right? So, but the convention center is open much later. The convention center, like the events at BronyCon, usually run until 2 or 3 in the morning, right?
2: Mm -hmm.
1: So, what if we do the wristband shit again, or you could even check IDs, and let's say the marketplace closes at 8, and then after that, you can have an optional after dark, Marketplace, and you tell all the vendors, okay, you can sell your porno, but between the hours of nine a.m. to eight p.m. wherever it's open, you have to keep it in boxes or under the table. But when we have these limited hours, then you can—it's a fanfare. Anything you want can go, and you also need to keep put it away before the next morning. Those them's the rules. And then the people that uh, don't sell porn and don't want to stick around. First of all, they have, like, two extra hours to sell their wares, so I don't see why you wouldn't want to stick around. They could just cover their shit with sheets and, like, lock the table up like they do every night mm-hmm. before. And there, obviously security will be there to prevent people from fucking with people that, wares that aren't there. I think both of those ideas could work great, but they didn't like either of them. So, okay, so,
0: like, here's the interesting thing for me. Like, the reason I know a lot about, like, convention policies is because I did a lot of Comic-Cons with Devastated Press. Devastated Press was the... Uh, press outlet to put out my book yeah so like we would do panels and like you know it was difficult like it, like you couldn't just plug in your computer at some venues like the union guys had to do it so like you know you had to get there an hour in advance because those guys were busy like the union guys would hand you the mics um like uh you know I definitely know about the thing you know where it's like you know you leave your wares there overnight how the hell do you know so much about convention policy? Because
1: I fucking love BronyCon. I fucking love BronyCon. I go every fucking year. This is my sixth year going to BronyCon. I know I could probably run my own BronyCon at this
0: point. Wait, what if you did? What if you created BronyCon too? You'd be the most popular person there. Everyone would go to your parties you could finally get the social acceptance that evaded you in high school.
1: They're not selling the trademark, man. They're keeping the trademark, I asked. What about BronyCon with two N's? What about PonyCorn? <laughs> it's what in about the middle of a cornfield? PonyCorn.
0: A BronyCon <laughs> in a cornfield, but it's just a little bit different. It's just a little safer.
1: There's, really. I think PonyCon is one, and it's in Philadelphia. But, dude, you gotta be. Local cons fucking suck. Have you ever went to a local convention? They are not good. They're bad. To,
0: I have been to. I've been to the largest conventions in the world and the smallest conventions in the world. Like, it's like, I I know all that shit.
1: Local cons are bad because you don't get any of, like, the satellite fans like me. I don't really watch the show, and I haven't watched that. Like, I know enough about it. I've seen the first couple seasons of the ge- generation that everybody likes, but I haven't, like, seen all of it in the movie. But when you go to the local conventions, man, you are getting, like, the Brody. is like the hardcore of hardcore, and I don't fit in.
0: <laughs> okay, I getcha. You haven't seen the movie, huh? Oh, that's There's interesting. a second
1: movie, Asterios. That's
0: interesting you haven't seen the movie, because uh, someone bought it for you for Christmas, remember? There's
1: a second movie, motherfucker.
0: There's two of these goddamn movies? Yeah, there's a
1: summer-themed movie that came out a while ago. It was straight to DVD, though. I'm surprised you're <laughs> such a casual that you didn't know that there was a second movie, Rainbow Rocks. <laughs>
0: Okay, you said there's a generation of ponies that everyone loves. Are there like all new pony main characters and like the old pony main characters kind of only show up occasionally? Kind of like how in um, the Dukes of Hazzard, eventually Bo and Luke Duke were replaced by their cousins or how on Sliders, eventually the only slider from the original cast was Rembrandt, the guy who knew the least about science.
1: I mean, the when I say generation, I'm not saying seasons. I'm saying like every so often they'll reboot My Little Pony. And yeah, they do change the main characters. Uh, Weirdly, they kept and most of them are the same, but then they kind of tweak their personalities. So they're kind of interesting in the Gen 5. The Gen 5 from Lauren Faust is the one that everybody loves. Okay. Okay. And they kind of like, because My Little Pony, from what I understand, I've never watched like the early generations of it, but apparently people really didn't like it because it was fucking boring. It was like ponies, but they just went to high school and there was like no reason for them to be ponies. And they were just always talking about like fashion and boys. And then so they rebooted it and they gave them like powers and shit like, oh, this is cool again. But then they
0: re-re-rebooted it? Like, what's happening now in Ponyland?
1: Now, there's... It, I mean, the Gen 5 has been going for, like, six or seven seasons now. And I wow. think they're just considering ending it. I'm not sure how many more seasons of My Little Pony there are going to be. Well, I mean, if they're
0: closing down BronyCon... See, that's the interesting thing to me about this whole thing, that it's like, we all got to see a subculture be born, rise, and fall. This is the final BronyCon. Sorantia, what kind of incredibly unhinged emotional outburst will be happening on the floor of the Baltimore Convention
1: Center? I imagine, dude, I'm seriously considering just skipping the closing ceremonies. I do not want to see people fucking cry over this convention.
0: People, (laughs) this is the last chance for like unrequited brony love. If there's, like, two vendors who dress up like ponies who've been, like, neighing at each other for, like, four or five years, but they've never met up in the barn, if you know what I mean, like, this is their last chance at love. And, of course, when I say love, imagine it's spelled out with sparkles and rainbows.
1: Yeah, I mean... I don't know. Maybe I'm autistic or a robot or something. But, I, like, even when they announced it last year, because I was at BronyCon last year, when they announced, like, I didn't know until the oh closing ceremonies. And they were like, wh- everybody was like, what? You could hear this big thing from the crowd. Like, last year, next year will be our last BronyCon. Everybody's like, what? And then there were already people crying. And I'm like, okay, well, this is fun. <laughs> like, trying to go to TrotCon. I guess. And I have, I really love going to BronyCon. I have a group of friends that I only see at BronyCon. That's what I'm saying. This is going to be
0: your big chill moment. This might be the last time you and your fellow pony boys are in the same room at the same time. Doesn't that make you want to cry tears into some kind of magic reflecting pool that I don't know, Brings a dead pony back to life, or
1: maybe the water from it uh, uh, it makes the apple trees grow better. I'm going to try to convince everybody to go to TrotCon next year. TrotCon is Ohio's uh, My Little PonyCon, and they they allow you to sell porn there. So I'm kind of really excited for TrotCon. I feel like the TrotCon attendance is going to shoot up next year. Okay,
0: you've told me about TrotCon. TrotCon is the...
1: TrotCon is like BronyCon's... Little brother that was dropped as a baby. Yes,
0: yes. Trakon is. Trakon makes, apparently makes BronyCon seem like a socially well adjusted, emotionally healthy wonderland. Now we keep talking about pony porn in the abstract. Sriracha, Yeah. Tell me about some of the specific pieces of pony-based pornography that you have encountered and hope to encounter this year at the last Peroni con.
1: I mean, well, I'm not going to because they rejected all of my—I just like it as a novelty. I'm always interested in the way they draw the dicks on the horses because some of the artists draw them physiologically accurately to a horse— <laughs> And then others just slap a human dick on them. And it always interests me wh- which one they choose.
0: Okay. Is there ever like – Now, another thing that's just told tell me about these ponies is they all have something called a cutie mark, which is a, uh, a small logo that's uh, in, in, tattooed on their butt. Uh, there's a pony named Applejack. And Applejack has a – I assume an apple –
1: on her bottom? I think it is an apple or a rodeo or something. Dude, Applejack is awesome. Everybody hates Applejack. I, I love Applejack.
0: Okay. Now, now of course, where I'm leading with this is, have you ever seen one of these QT marks on a penis, on a horse's penis in this horse pornography that you wrote several emails advocating
1: no i have not i have not because that doesn't make any sense that there'd be
0: a cutie mark on the dick
1: yeah because your cutie mark is not a tattoo it's magic it's magic when you discover your talent then your cutie mark just appears it's like going through puberty for them
0: but what if somebody's talent was fucking real good
1: then it would be a cock on their flag (laughs) it would not But it's magic. You just said it's
0: magic. Why can't somebody have two cutie marks? A cock on their flank and a cock on their ball?
1: Because that goes against the rules of the universe, hysterios. Why can't uh the Star Trek why, why can't they just blow up? Why why can't the resistance just blow up the bad guys? It's not part of the c- work, canonical world that we've set up. Why don't they just get a big laser and blow up the empire?
0: Okay, look. Let me tell let me Tell you what you're actually trying to say. Why don't they just use the transporter to teleport a photon torpedo into the heart of the warp core? Granted, but in Star Trek, there is an impish, prankish, puckish man named Q, played by John Delancey. Oh, that's interesting. John Delancey also plays a puckish, impish, can-make-anything-happen character in the Ponyverse, doesn't he? Yeah, and John
1: Delancey will sign anything,
0: kids. (laughs) Anything. (laughs) John Delancey plays a pony named Discord who's very similar to Q from Star Trek The Next Generation. So why can't Discord make cutie barks happen on their ball sacks or cocks?
1: Now, what I wanted to talk about when I brought up RonyCon.
0: Also, can you stop eating wrap snacks in the middle of the show?
1: They're so good, though.
0: (laughs) Are they really that good? Yeah, try them. Okay, I'm going to try wrap snacks.
1: Okay, so what i what I originally brought up this topic for, oh, by the way, if you know somebody is selling porn, here's what you do. You walk over to the vendor and like, if you catch wind, you go like, "Hey, do you have any limited editions? And that's like the code. That's the code. yeah, because people sneak it in. <laughs> Can
0: you please just tell just tell us a little bit more about that because again, you're keeping the porn very abstract. I heard there was a pillow that was shaped like a horse's butt that had a penis hole in it. And you could maybe put a sleeve in there and fuck
1: the pillow till you can't. Like, tell me stuff about this. I have. I'm not. I'm not familiar. I don't know enough. You're really pimping me out here. And I don't know what to say. Okay,
0: have you heard of those pillows? Yes. Can you describe them, please?
1: A pillow with a sock in it? What are you talking about? I heard they
0: made pillows of the
1: pony butts that when you could sex so you could put a picture of the pony on the wall and then put the pony butt pillow up against the wall. Oh, no, it's not just a butt. It's like a sewn plushie of a horse and it's got a sieve in the back and you put a fleshlight in there.
0: Was that so hard? And they're You're like... I'm pimping you out. This is what I'm looking for. There's a like, sieve so you can drain the...
1: So anyway, the reason that I brought up BronyCon is because uh, Christine Weston Chandler needs our help. I did see, everybody always talks about like how Chris is going to have an aneurysm or something at the convention get kicked out. Because yes, did he kiss a guy who took a picture without consent and then get kicked out at too many games? Yes. But let me tell you, I met Chris Chan at last year's BronyCon and nothing bad happened to me. I walked up and I said, I'm sorry, are you Christine? And she said, yes. And I said, I love You Can I take a selfie with you? And she said, yes.
2: And then afterwards, he asked me something about, are you going to Sabrina Dale Magic's uh, Magic Tea Corner? Do you know where that
1: is? And I was like, no, I'm sorry. I don't know who that person is or what you're talking about. And then I left.
0: You've met Christine Weston Chandler?
1: I have. and um,
0: We've never talked about this? On our show about Christine Weston Chandler? (laughs) You've met the person we've been talking
1: about? I put a selfie up on Twitter. I would go through and find it if it wasn't like a year ago. But yes, I not only met Christine Weston Chandler, but he drew me a shoe on a piece of paper. And I don't know where it went. I think I lost it in the transition from college to real world. But, oh, God damn it! I'm sure it's in a box somewhere. And, oh, man, I wish I could find it. No, nothing weird or bizarre happened to me, except the fact that uh, Chris had two, not Game Boys, but cell phones taped together <laughs> trying to be a DS or something. I don't know. It was bizarre. But, no, I was not molested.
0: <laughs> okay. We got to talk about the smell situation. What? Because I... Was it terrible or were you in a room that was full of so many pony people that like the whole thing smelled terrible so you couldn't get a localized reading on the smell?
1: I was outside. So where I saw Chris Chan was I was exiting. I always stay at the exact same hotel, which is the Marriott, because it's right across the street from the convention center. Mm -hmm. So as I'm walking out, I see Chris Chan just sitting on a bench tapping away at a DS or two phones taped together with duct tape. And that's when. So I get in close to take the picture and like a little bit of body odor. But to be honest, I probably smelled too because it's hot in Baltimore yeah, it's in it's hot August. in Baltimore
0: in the summer. Okay. That's good. I'm very glad to hear that this person smells normal. I have been imagining the worst smell just like a burnt cigarettes and like cooking oil that's caught on fire. Maybe like... Something that died two years ago, so, like, the dead smell's almost gone. It's kind of like, look, it would cost us a couple of thousand dollars to get that dead rat out of the wall. like, Or you could wait, like, another couple of months and, like, the smell will be gone. And the other rats gone.
1: will eat the rat. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. And, like, maybe some kind of Febreze suicide where, like... You, you like, spray a bunch of you, a bunch of different Febrezes into a jar, shake it up, and apply it to yourself like a cologne. That's what I've always imagined Christine Weston Chandler smelled like.
1: Uh, no, just normal-ass body odor. Like, do I think he was wearing deodorant? No. Oh, but,
0: <laughs> okay. okay.
1: Like, I have encountered many of smelly people. This one, the smell of Chris Chan did not make me stop and say, whoa.
2: How about that?
0: I always learn something unexpected. Maybe that's why people like this person so much, is that, like, just when you think she's going to zig, she's zags. You thought she smelled terrible. She smells just as bad as anyone else in Baltimore.
1: At the Pony Convention, yeah. have no, smelled so interesting. I've smelled much worse people just at BronyCon as normal attendees, but I digress. This year, every year, it fucking amazes me that Chris makes it to BronyCon because... Um, If you've never traveled to Baltimore, you need to take something called the I-95, which is a highway so bad, I would consider driving on it suicide. Wow. It is impossible. It's one of those fucking highways that has like six lanes of traffic, like the ones outside of Baltimore, and they haven't been repainted since fucking the Bush administration. So you can't tell which lane ends where. I don't drive. I don't fucking drive. I take the... uh train Mm -hmm. in because i will i drew i drove it once and i might have to drive it again this year if i don't buy tickets soon but no i fucking i i I cannot drive on the i-95 but chris chan makes it there every year so i guess could you say that i'm a worse driver than chris chan i think you could make a solid case for that
0: it's just that that's yet another one of these unexpected things where like like, my initial impression of Chris Chan was just, like, as a barely functional, like, just web of conflicting, destructive emotions. But Chris Chan was able to graduate from college and can operate a car. Like, was able to go to court several times. It was unfortunate that Chris Chan has had to go to court several <laughs> times. Um, but, like, was able to navigate the legal system. I guess Chris Chan pays her I guess Christine Weston Chandler pays her internet bill every month somehow, you know? That's, like, something that, like, probably a lot of our listeners, like, are still on a cell phone playing with their parents. Like, Christine Weston Chandler is, like, kind of has this low-key adulting thing happening.
1: Yeah, on the lowest of keys. (laughs) But functioning but isn't christine like doing
0: some kind of begging e-begging campaign
1: yes christine recently got kicked off of ebay because you get too many negative items of feedback they kick you off ebay forever okay <laughs> so um she was asking on twitter anybody that donated her six hundred dollars immediately got got like she would sip ship out a set of signed Sadachu books now Chris, in the past, has promised things like this and then never shipped them out. Right. So you could debate all day whether that would have, you would have gotten the book. But uh, nobody did. So Chris is getting a little more desperate now. And um, he's kicking around the idea of selling his bathwater, like Belle Delphine sold her gamer girl bathwater. I'm sure some sicko out there would actually buy it. But I was hoping we could workshop other ways that Chris might be able to get to Brody Cod. Where does Chris live Virginia Rutgersville, Virginia?
0: okay, I mean, the bus from Rutgersville to
1: is six hundred dollars? I think that is including
0: hotel and
1: yeah driving lodge accommodation, which i I'm debating whether or not that is bad because okay, okay first of all, you're dri- if you're driving there, that's probably like a hundred dollars in gas right off the bat for yeah. a round trip. Parking in Baltimore is insane, of course, and impossible. Like a garage is something like fifty dollars a day, right? Or right. something, something fucking ridiculous. I would never drive again. Um, but you can park outside and then walk. But I don't really know how that works. And plus, Baltimore is like sketchy. You could stay at an air. Bronycon has discounted hotel rates like they have blocks of hotels that you can buy but if you don't buy them early then they sell out really quick mm. honestly i think the best decision would be to like get an airbnb or like get a hotel room and split it with three different people which is what i do so my hotel is always really freaking cheap it's like 20 bucks a night because i split it between with three other uh female bronies
0: <laughs> why not split it between four other female bronies this time around why not let Christine stay in your suite? Absolutely the
1: fuck not. No fucking way.
0: I thought you loved Christine Weston Chandler. I oh, not. I love her so. I love Sonichu.
1: Who the fuck gave you that impression? No fucking way. Do I love Christine Weston Chandler? I want Christine as far away from me as possible at this convention. Unless
0: you're taking selfies with her to get e-cred for your e-peen. Yeah,
1: that's true. <laughs> okay.
0: All right. So that's out. That's out. I know how Christine Weston Chandler can make this money she could make a video that I could write for her where she just says, I've made a lot of mistakes in my life. I've hurt a lot of people. I would like to finally engage in therapy and mental health care. If I can raise $600, I found a great doctor uh, who will give me 10 therapy sessions so I can maybe start to figure out some strategies to better integrate into our everyday
1: life. To lie.
0: Yes. And then... And then Christine takes that money, goes, later, suckers. Gotta go fast to BronyCon.
1: Honestly, I swear to God, I really do think if Chris had the setup to just do a live stream, if Chris said, I'm going to do a 24-hour live stream playing literally anything for money for BronyCon and then charge five dollars a julee <laughs> like one of those things that pops up and reads the speech to text. Just make the minimum donation five dollars. Dude, you could raise that in probably six hours. That
0: is a much. No, that's a my idea is also great. I'm not going to say. It's a yeah, no, good. it idea is pretty my good. Idea, my idea is great. But <laughs> your idea is also great. She could play My Little Pony themed games, Sonic games, Pikachu games. Like, there's a lot of fucking shit she could do there. And much like you don't want Christine West and Chandler in your hotel room, nobody wants, like, to be too close to the poop. But from the safety of Twitch, you're at home, you get to poke the bear a little bit, make her scream, Julie, dehumanize someone else for your entertainment. And, you know, they get money. Everybody wins.
1: Yeah. It could even do Chris could even do like a director's cut of Sonichu, like reading through Sonichu and being like, uh, OK, the reason why this is here is because
0: <laughs> director's commentary for you. Yes. That's fucking brilliant sell them on Bandcamp for a dollar each. How can we never apply any of this kind of thinking to ourselves? We're geniuses. We're, we're absolute marketing geniuses. Should we tell people But wait, wait, hold on. We will be right back after this break. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why I clapped there. <laughs> wait,
1: am I supposed to clap?
0: <laughs> no, you're not. Cause I, I said we'd be right back after this break.
1: Welcome back to the loudest podcast on the internet. Now, we're, we're going to take a moment of silence because another great podcast has recently got uh, fucking owned by, I assume, hosting costs. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you mean like
0: speaking of Pork Chatter?
1: Yeah, uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> speaking of podcasts that have been fucking owned, <laughs> Pork Chatter's dead. Mysterio's killed it. But we lost another. we lost another good one. We lost a good one this week. The Best Debate in the Universe fucking died. Did you hear that, Asterios?
0: Yes, I have heard tell of this.
1: Uh, Best Debate in the Universe was Maddox's show. It was about he would debate a side of the topic and then his guest. His guest was always the most annoying person on the face of the planet. Would debate the other side of the topic. Do you have any Best Debate memories you want to share?
0: Absolutely not. The less I talk about the...
1: The best debate is the most annoying
0: thing I can think of. The best debate is somehow more annoying than being sued by Maddox. The idea that this guy thinks he can engineer a debate that anybody wants to hear. The thing that always fucking annoyed me about the best debate was was he's like, I'm so intelligent, I can argue both sides of a thing. It's like, yeah. <laughs> oh, really? You mean like anyone can do? Wait, like, I'll argue both sides of uh, ruffles right now. Ah, they're delicious. The ridges add a crispy crunch. Ah, but on the other side, they're a little bit greasy, and uh, the salt gets on your fingers. Well, I think that uh, ruffles have ridges, and the ridges hold uh, more than a fucking dip. And but sometimes the ridges hurt my mouth. It's like, it's not... What you're doing is not difficult, and you're also not bringing anything to the table, because everything you have to say... Is from d-
1: Google News. Yeah, it's all from, like, what, bothsides.org, that website that tells you both sides of any, like, any fucking issue. Um, what was I going to say? You were on a pilot that never aired, were you?
0: Yeah, I was on a pilot that never aired. Uh, I think he recorded three pilots. And I the thing I remember Maddox telling me was, like, less jokes. Why? <laughs> because he's an idiot, Sriracha. <laughs> like I, I think they were like debating. Yeah, what was the debate? That's I what think I want to hear. It was like the minimum wage or something like that. And so, and so I. So at the time, like we were both debating both sides of it on one. And then he would do the thing where he's like, and now it's time for the other side of the debate.
2: Wow. Tick
0: tock, tick tock. Yeah, congratulations, Maddox. You found a guy on Fiverr and you had a coupon code. And I remember, like, Maddox was like, make less jokes. You're being too satirical.
1: What okay? I'm, I'm sorry, you're being too satirical or too funny? Like, no, does he see this as he, a serious program? He,
0: he said both things to me. I haven't, I have not thought about this since that day. Um, yeah, you know, and and again, for people who aren't like super duper aware of the timeline, there was a moment in time where I was friends with George and I was also friends with Dick, and the only issue was. Those, guy were, those guys weren't friends because they were two guys in their late 30s arguing about a girl. So it was this weird kind of uh, divorced parent situation where it's like, I would go to a burlesque show with Dick and then I would go out for sushi with Maddox. You and, have uh, the
1: better Christmas presents. <laughs> Yeah,
0: yeah. I got the greatest Christmas present ever—being sued by one of my friends.
1: Oh, yeah! It's so like your mom suing <laughs> you for like,
2: yeah. a million dollars.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, so like that's all I really remember about recording the pilot. Uh, I remember being told I was being too satirical and I was making too many jokes.
1: Wow, that is that is nuts. I cannot ever imagine telling a guest on my program that <laughs> well,
0: you, a comedian that you invited on. Through your
1: comedy pocket.
0: Like, that's the
1: thing. I have the opposite experience when we have guests on this show, which is like, I I I don't expect them to be funny. And then if they are, I'm like, damn, okay, great. This is even better. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's it's like it's our like we're comedians. It's our job to be funny. When we bring scientists on, it's like, hey, scientist, uh, tell us your tight five on neurons. It's like, no, just tell us about the science there, guy. Like, well, we'll fucking make some jokes.
1: I don't like any of the guests the, the regulars that he has on the, my favorite who are his rev- i don't know anything fucking about- ron your best friend ron babcock
0: god fucking ron babcock god damn it i remember like after i got sued like i uh we were texting back and forth about something anyway and i was like hey uh your co-host uh just uh sued me for uh uh, $20 million. And Ron was like, yeah, I don't know anything about that. That's kind of not my business. Yeah. It's like, hey, Ron, uh, remember when you threw your back out because you were folding a T-shirt? And I went over to your house and helped you clean your house and bought you lunch because you were all laid up on the couch because your back was fucked up because you folded a T-shirt wrong. Ron, remember that? Like, uh, thanks for doing nothing about that.
1: Yeah, no, fuck that guy. He's not funny at all. He's not funny at all. He makes me uncomfortable listening to him. Because he's trying so hard, he reminds me of when I used to be a uh, wily teen with a fake ID in Hollywood, going to like bar. And I've been old since I was sixteen, so I don't, <laughs> even, I don't even go to like clubs. Or that's why I got away with it. I think it's because I would go to like awful, depressing bars and then just sit there and drink whiskey and cokes and talk to people. He reminds me of people that would like aggressively hit on me and try like oh, I'm writing a screenplay I'm just, like I don't care I have algebra in the morning
0: yeah like, like I thought I was I thought me and that guy were friends but then I thought I was friends with George too so it's just like yeah what the fuck are you gonna do yeah <laughs> the interesting thing about the final best debate is that Rucka got pulled back in
1: yeah what what fuck was that
0: <laughs> um I didn't. I tried to watch the last episode. I watched like two minutes of it, and I was like, I can't even watch this for the lulz. But like, Rucka was given like a I think it's called like a Hobson's choice, which is like when neither options are good. It's like it's like well, he can go on the last episode of the loudest. Of the, of the best The Loudest Debate. debate? Of oh, the Loudest Debate, which is our, you know, our new spin-off show, The Loudest
1: Debate. Yo, what if we actually made that? The first topic could be, should Hysterios have put these fallow birds to death? I say no. What do you say?
0: <laughs> Poor Chatters not dead. It's available on Patreon.com. But
1: anyway, like the thing about Rocket
0: is, it's like, if he goes on the final episode of the The Best Debate then he's going to get a whole wave of shit from all the people who he's trying to suck up to with all his free speech bullshit. You know, like Ruckle will be like on a free speech panel. Yeah. yeah are you aware? No, I mean, I'm asking like, are you aware of
1: that? I know that he is a big free, free frozen peaches guy. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. Where it's like, it'll be him and other people and he will be flown to here to talk about like the importance of freedom of speech. And yeah. And it's like, what could be more antithetical to freedom of speech than suing people for making fun of you?
1: I don't get why Reka didn't just say, like, I have to clean my nails that day. Sorry.
0: I will tell you exactly why, because he was given Hobson's choice. I hope I'm using that correctly.
1: I don't know what that means. So you could be pulling the wool over my eyes.
0: He was given a Sophie's choice. Um, Like, uh, if he goes on. He's like rubbing elbows with a guy who literally sued comedians to chill their speech. Uh, if he doesn't go on, then he's got a crazy guy to deal with. Maddox, a guy who will sue you over your speech. So Rucka is given like this thing where he's like, am I going to go on this show? Like, which will, like, destroy... Which is, like, antithetical to the thing I believe in, freedom of speech. Or will I not go on this show and then Baldos up my ass for the rest of my life about how, like, I thought we were friends, but I guess we're enemies. It's like... It's the one
1: time I've, like, felt
0: bad for Rucka Rucka Ali, a guy who wrote a song called I Wanna R Word.
1: (laughs) I think I would take extreme measures if I was in his position to not go on that show. Like, I would... Get the text or the call. And then I would immediately go on Hotwire and be like, you know what? That sounds like a great weekend to go to Cancun. (laughs) And then I would book it and like make sure I was taking plenty of pictures of myself. Me on the beach, Cancun and not in your
2: studio.
0: (laughs) I had the exact same thought. Like he should have just been like, he should have been like, I've had these tickets to Europe for six months. Europe Maddox, Europe, I gotta go to Europe
1: I thought of um, This is gonna sound terrible But I took a, I have a series of photos In in case anything like that ever happens to me I have a series of photos that I took When I was in Iceland Of just me at different Icelandic uh, Landmarks and restaurants So if I ever needed Some plausible deniability I'd be like, oh I was in Iceland (laughs) And then I would release These photos like on a timer (laughs) That's
0: fucking brilliant. You could use TweetDeck to pulse those out. Yeah. Uh scheduled. We could put those photos into an EXIF data ripper to rip the timestamp but not the geolocation.
1: I took them on a can Do digital cameras have EXIF data?
0: Unfortunately they Damn do. Damn it. Yeah, that's the thing you got to look at like you have to look after. Like like iPhones like all the all that shit's in there. It's terrible. Yeah. Um yeah, fucking All right, so did you
1: watch the last episode? Like, what did they even talk about? I think I was in and out, mostly because it was bad, but partially because I was high. (laughs) I was, like, listening, but not really listening to what was going on. I think the debate was, what is the best thing about Maddox? And it was, like... Some of them were sarcastic answers, like he makes you feel better about yourself.
0: Okay, that's good.
1: And some of them were like, he always speaks his mind. He always tells the truth. And it's like, I don't, I, the only thing my takeaway from that episode was that he had a guest, I think her name was Kelsey, and she, he re- live streamed for so fucking long, she was like, I have to go wash my nails and left before she got on the air.
0: What? He kept this girl waiting for like an hour and a half in his disgusting living room?
1: Dude, he streamed for like three fucking hours.
0: (laughs) Wow. Maybe it's because subconsciously he was like, this is the last time I will ever be in a room with Ron Babcock and Rucka Rucka Ali. These people who who I keep telling myself are my friends, but who after this, like, they're gone. You know what I mean? Like... Why would Ron Babcock ever want anything to do with Maddox ever again? He's a crazy guy who will sue you if you say something wrong.
1: I would so, not hang out with him. Yeah, same thing with Rucka Rucka Ali. But that, like
0: the issue here is there's a thing called narcissistic injury.
1: Yes, I know all about that from Russell Greer. Oh, okay. Tell people about it. Narcissistic injury is when a narcissist's view of themselves is juxtaposed with the real world in a way that they cannot hand wave way like uh if you think that you are the best lawyer in the whole world and then you go and you take the bar exam and you fail and you see that most of your class has passed that would be a narcissistic injury
0: yeah and and like i like i remember like i learned about narcissistic i learned about a narcissistic injury from like some of the enders game sequels
1: <laughs> okay yeah. i think mine is better but no you debatable
0: best <laughs> debatable that yours is this better is the best
1: debate in the universe I would say it's the loudest no doubt
0: Um, but like the villain in the Enders in like the bean focused Enders game sequels like anytime somebody saw him fail or in a position of weakness he like he had to go he had to get them like anybody who ever saw him as weak like became an enemy of his and I think that's what's up with Maddox it's like If Rucka didn't go, and if, like, Ron Pavcock doesn't keep going, then then they are his enemies. And, like, you do not want somebody who suffers from, like, narcissistic injury to have you on their shit list. Because they will go to the ends of the earth to fuck you. They will sue you. They will write letters to your employers saying horrible things. They'll write letters to your clients. They'll spread rumors about you in Los Angeles. It's like... Maddox is a narcissist and we all thought it was a joke and it's not. And so it's like these people kind of have to stay in like a low orbit around his life or or they will become his enemies and he will hurt them.
1: Yeah, that's what I call being a satellite (laughs) for an event, which is what I like to do with like Chris Chan and this this whole drama with the Maddox and uh, Russell Greer's. I like to keep my distance like I like to be touching it, but not. Within range. And if it explodes, I couldn't run away real fast.
0: It's like what you said about Christian. Like, you don't want to touch the poop because then
1: you got... You got shit on your hands.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, like, um, because sometimes people will message me and they'll be like, Hey, uh, I'm thinking about sending this funny thing to Mannix. And I will just tell them, do not do that.
1: Don't. But, There's like, nothing to gain. Yeah.
0: I, I'll tell everybody right now. Like, nobody should fuck with this guy because... Because I'm more worried about you, the person who's thinking about fucking with this guy. Like, some of the stuff Maddox did to people trolling him, insane. Remember that one time he emailed that woman and he was like, I will call Child Protective Services if you keep calling me, like, if you keep saying this stuff.
1: Yeah, okay. Child Protective Services. Like, they're going to do shit about somebody shit-talking you on the internet.
0: You say that now, but I got fired. Like...
1: Well, yeah, you didn't. weren't fired by the
0: government. <laughs> granted, but, like, I don't think you can trust the government to, like, not take the word of, like, a determined, focused, narcissistically injured... It Like, that's the thing about Maddox. It's like... And rather also the thing about narcissistic narcissistic injury, it's like they will never stop.
1: Yeah, leave Maddox alone, it's not worth it. <laughs> yeah, it's not we can all watch from a safe distance as this
0: guy like has his career collapsed.
1: Exactly. It's fun to watch the Mythbusters blow up a car. It's not fun when you're five feet away. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's exactly right.
1: Uh, would you ever want to go to a resort like
0: Yes. Is well, there a do- Star Wars Galaxy's End Resort?
1: I don't think so. Is there?
0: Well, I don't know why there wouldn't. I mean, don't they have like Disney hotels?
1: No, I'm asking like in Cancun, like if you were to go to Cancun, would you want to go to a resort or like how do you tell me about your feelings on resorts? Because I have very weird feelings about
0: those. I've never been to a resort. I've never done the whole all inclusive thing. Everyone always says it's a huge ripoff. But the thing for me is like I'm not used to a good level of food or service. I'm used to like a lower middle like where are we going for my birthday next month? Pizzeria Unos.
1: <laughs> By his choice, yes. might I say? <laughs> we
0: will be going there for the third birthday in a row. I'm used to like cafeteria food and watered down alcohol. So who can if it's all inclusive, all you can eat, but it's garbage. I can still eat it all. I
1: mean, yeah, it's I like the idea of an all-inclusive resort because when I go on vacation, I'm like constantly stressed about running out of money. Yeah. Because I ran out of money in Adelaide that one time, so now my brain is permanently fucked up. Yeah. But then, like, I don't know. I don't like the idea of having to stay in a resort the whole time. And I also like I understand and I see the appeal. Of it, But I don't think I would want to do that also because like my liberal guilt is always like this place sucks up all of the tourism money and like doesn't give any of it to the starving Mexicans that live like outside of the property of the resorts. But then it's like, I understand why you would want like why that would appeal to people. Like all you want to do is relax and not fucking worry about your shit life and your shit finances and your job back home. And an all inclusive resort is a great way to do that. Same thing with a cruise ship.
0: Yeah, I've never been on a cruise ship either. My family has been on a ton of them. Have you ever been on a cruise? No,
1: but I would want to go on one. It's like they can't, like,
0: I don't know. People complain about everything. You can complain that, like, a ring has too many diamonds on it. Like, it's got so many diamonds that it's gaudy and gauche. It draws too much attention. You can best debate anything. Yeah. But, but like, you know, yeah. And look, people always complain about, like, cruises. I don't. It sounds like fun to me. There's a casino there. There's a movie theater. There's a zip line. My grandma went on a cruise that overlooked a fake miniature Central Park on the boat inside the cruise. What the fuck? How big was this cruise? Some of these cruise ships, especially like the Royal Caribbean cruise ships, they always do a thing where, like, every year you can get a news cycle out of having the largest cruise ship in the world, like. Royal Caribbean introduces this. Carnival introduces this. Like um so every year they make bigger and bigger ships. Some of these cruise ships are larger than the population and square footage of like towns or small cities. Wow enormous, I'm talking.
1: That's nuts. If you ever, if anybody listening to this wants a cheap vacation, go to Barbados. Tell us about Dude, it. Dude, Barbados is fucking awesome. I went there once with my friend that lives down in Los Angeles. We did it like, because I just graduated from college, so I had no fucking money and she's a model living in Los Angeles, so she has no fucking money. So what we did was we went like the cheapest way possible, which was to fly from Boston to, um... Straight from Boston to there. And we took the Megabus from, I believe I was living down in Philadelphia at that point. We took the Megabus to Boston and it was like an eight hour trip trip or something. We slept most of the way. And then we got a cheap little hotel room for two people I think we paid like $300 for a 10 day trip Or something Because the American dollar Is really strong Anywhere in the Caribbean And then we just Walked from there To the beach Every day Got absolutely Shit faced On rum And then dove Into the ocean And by the way The water down there Is so cla- Like I realized That it sounds like Oh Sorancho Wouldn't you get bored After a week down there No absolutely not It was awesome You can see Your feet in the water Up to like your waist <laughs>
0: When we go to Miami, that's the thing I want to show you. Cause like I lived on Miami Beach for about a year. Really? Uh yeah. And the water is as clear as like a commercial for Miami. Oh I remember my God. I remember being out there and just being like, is this like a fucking simulation? Or like, am I in the goddamn Matrix? You know what I mean? Like it's uh I know exactly what Didn't you crash a boat in the Barbados? Yes,
1: we also brought a boat. We didn't buy a boat, but there was a place where you could rent boats. We were both drunk. We're like, yeah, we can rent a boat. It's fine. (laughs) We got a sailboat. And uh, the only thing I remember about sailing is like, read from books. (gasps) (laughs) Never! operated a sailboat before that but they're showing you how to do the sails and shit so i'm like okay i can handle this so we took it out and apparently i pulled one of the sails too hard and it like quick shifted and it caused the whole boat to fall over god damn and then the coast guard had to come get us (laughs) now let's turn the boat back over
0: that's fucking crazy god damn it wow You capsa so- who was officially the captain? Was it you or your model friend? It
1: was me. I was the captain, because model friend apparently can't fucking swim. And that's another thing we learned that weekend.
2: Okay. She's
1: can't fucking swim. And I'm in the water and I'm treading water. And she comes in, she's like grabbing me. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? You're gonna drown me. And she's like, I can't fucking swim. I'm, like, what the fuck you mean you can't fucking swim? You live in Los Angeles. She's like, I moved here from Poland and it's landlocked. I was like, well, this is a great time for you to tell me this. Dude, were there no... No, there were no lifeguards. No, not lifeguards. Life jackets. Boats come with life jackets. Yeah, they were, and thankfully they were on, like, the side of the boat, so they were floating in the water. We managed to swim and get them.
0: Were you not wearing them because you thought it would make your selfies look worse? Yes, that's a pretty good reason not to wear a life jacket. Actually, that's the only reason I can think of to not wear a life
1: jacket. Well, I think that's a great place to end this episode. Thank you for listening to the best debate, <laughs> the loudest debate. I mean, the loudest podcast in the universe. My name's Sarancho. You can follow me on Twitter.com at delete your account or follow at Asterios. And we, if you want to buy tickets to the show, come to the one in Miami or Orlando because I will be there. Also,
0: come to the ones in Texas, please. It's costing me a lot of money to go to Texas. Texas <laughs>
1: is cool. <laughs> yeah. No. I-
0: I, I like Houston I've been I, we shot a commercial in Houston a long time ago I like Houston a lot I like Austin a ton um these shows are gonna be a lot of fun yeah uh, you can find tickets to all our live shows at twitter.com slash stereos thank you so much for listening something that I have not done in a long time is back announce the credits I'm so sorry I always forget to <laughs> but um the the music you were listening to right now is by Tom salt from the roast Mortem podcast which we were just on last
1: night it was so much fun It was more fun Than I expected it to be It was yeah.
0: awesome Yeah Because it's like A history podcast But no It's very very funny And uh, you can hear that At, at Cast <laughs> On Twitter I think um, uh, Our every single show We do is lovingly Handcraftedly edited By Zwick We love Zwick so much Zwick will be with us In Texas And the opening theme To the loudest podcast Is by Waterboy himself You can hear his music At waterboy.bandcamp.com Thank you you guys so much. We'll talk to you next week. Bye!